This is Free Talk Live, your show, your airwaves. You can reach us at 800-259-9231, 800-259-9231, the SACL, CAI toll-free line. Free, freetalklive.com is the website. And I am filling in for Ian. I am Guard, and I am with... Dale. And we're here at your disposal. Thank you very much to Ian and Mark. Filling in for those guys is a great honor, isn't it, Dale? Oh, it's great. I'm... Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting having a show uh, without Ian. It's going to be exactly. Awesome for you, but I feel really I feel looking forward to doing a show with you, Guard too. So. Yeah, this is going to be a blast. I feel just like uh, just like the, the uh, one of the lead actors of uh, Stargate Atlantis when he was uh, named to uh, take pick up the uh, pick up the role as uh, one of the lead characters. Says, "I'm genuinely jazzed, man." <laughs> yeah, and we've got a lot to discuss. So get lined up at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You control the airwaves. You control the conversation. It's all for you. And don't forget the website freetalklive.com everything is free all of the great things with the including the wiki including all of the show files that are there they're all at your disposal and ian and mark do such a wonderful job at putting all that information out there so let's let's see what information we can serve up to the people who are tuning in to us all over the country huh dale yeah all right this is great man i told dale beforehand that you know oftentimes when they come in on the program they always say uh this is ian and this is dale or whatever i was going to be cosby sleep this is the cause you listen to the free talk live wow but that just wouldn't work go through all these (laughs) different voices you know jerry seinfeld here but anyway uh we've got a lot to get into and i want to start off with a breaking news story uh this one is a positive sign but the beast is not yet dead of course uh those of you who are following this story uh, out of Pennsylvania, were probably very upset by what was going on, and it's a brief respite, it's a brief sigh of relief. But the the breaking news from just a few hours ago comes out of Somerset, Pennsylvania, and that is that the federal government has backtracked regarding the seizure of land through eminent domain in order to build a memorial for the 9-11 victims on Flight 93. So we are very pleased about that, but... We've got a long way to go, don't we, Dale? Yeah, it can always come back. The very concept of government taking land through eminent domain is something that I think needs to be addressed. And the idea that living in this supposed land of the free, where we're we're celebrating all the great freedoms that the government gives to us, wink, wink, uh, as opposed to the oppressive Muslim nations, and that these people sacrifice their lives. And in order to celebrate this sacrifice of their lives in order to save the White House or the Capitol or save other lives on the ground, that the government now has to oppressively go in and take people's land to create a memorial uh, for freedom. It's, it's kind just, of ass backwards, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you darn right, my friend. It's incredible. Yeah, oh. and the, the thing is, like, it's bad enough. Eminent domain, just by its very nature, is bad enough. Even when they do it for things that we consider, you know, that most people consider very important, but but and you know, um, and a memorial, I guess. Uh, you know, some people might say that's probably that's okay to steal someone's land to do that, but. Uh, of course it's not, but they, but it's even, it's even worse than that. They, they do it for such frivolous things now. I mean, it's, it's, now if you can buy, it's, if you can't, you know, it's, if you, it's a way for corporations to get land cheaply and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to draw that distinction is very interesting, of course, because that goes through the historical course of things, the way eminent domain was changed around 2005 with that Kelo decision. And so many people in the freedom movement here in the Free State Project area of New Hampshire, uh, we're following that very closely. We know that uh, so many people protested this, and 
that the land was eventually taken, and it was facilitated by a Supreme Court justice who's retiring, David Souter, and a number of others with whom he sided, to say that eminent domain is not just the government taking the property for the use of the government, but it's the government taking the property to now give it to some corporate or business interest so that they will get a better tax base. Now, people got very upset at that, at that new move by the Supreme Court, but what they don't realize is the very morality of the government taking anybody's land should always be put in question. The Constitution had put into it a very bad thing, which is that the government can take land as long as they say it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there was even a – I think there was a movement to take Souter's house and turn it into yes. the Lost Liberty uh, Museum or the yes, Lost, the Liberty, Lost Hotel. Liberty Hotel. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it was it would a have great a idea. Liberty Museum in it. Yes. It would be the Lost Liberty Hotel. Absolutely. It was a fantastic concept. I loved it. And, you know, it would have been great to see people hoist by their own petard, Dale. And, and, you know, it's, it's very strange that they, uh, they believe that somehow Americans, so many Americans believe that they're living in the land of the free. When you see these things start to happen, you know, here's the story about the, the Somerset, Pennsylvania story. Interior Secretary Ken Salazar and Senator Arlen Speckjaw met Friday in Somerset with landowners. They say the government will try to negotiate instead of using eminent domain to take the land. The government wants to have the memorial built in time for the 10-year anniversary of the 2001 terrorist attacks. The National Park Service, a patently unconstitutional entity, said last month that negotiations with landowners were unsuccessful and that they would move to take the land that should say something if they are uh, if they're unwilling to negotiate then that land really means something to them absolutely obviously. and i thought that the government you know based on the philosophy uh, for which this government was established i thought it was there to protect our property and our lives from encroachments by others now it's used to facilitate the taking of land I think it's inherent in the nature of it to do that. But, you know, that's Seems something like I've it. said for some time is that, you know, if you're there's no way for it to exist as an authoritarian monopoly without violating people's rights. So I, I, I think people should be surprised if it, 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 it would be surprising if it didn't do that. I think it exposes the fallacy of people's belief that they can form government to protect their rights. Right. The very inception of government is an infringement of their rights. They have to give up something, whether they like it or not. People, I've heard some conservatives say, and therefore, in order to protect our other rights, we voluntarily give up some rights. No, you know what? No. I, what if I don't want we. to? Yeah, it's the we, the royal you we. Say we, and yes. uh, they mean... I, you know, that's the collective. That's Absolutely. Everybody. Absolutely. Boy, Dale, it's great to be here with you. Uh, 800-259-9231 at Free Talk Live. We're going to go straight to the amp line and see if we can handle this right and find out who's on the line right now and go to line two on the ampers. Are you still there? This is Free Talk Live. Hopefully we got you. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Guard. Hi, Dale. Hey, who's this? This is Matt from Illinois. Hey, Matt, man. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm totally flying by the seat of my pants. Ian gave me a great run through, and it's great to just hear your voice, first of all, and to know that you're listening in Illinois. Thanks a lot, Matt. Yeah, okay. I got uh, um, a little story for you guys. Um, I've been, for the last couple of weeks, helping my landlord. Uh, I'm unemployed, so I need the money, so I've been helping my landlord for kind of cheap. And... um, the reason I'm helping him is because he's preparing for the village inspectors to come on the 9th. That's opposed to the village people. They don't arrive in, like, feathers and hard hats. <laughs> yeah, no, these are the village inspectors. I don't, I'm probably wearing a suit and tie, uh-huh. and uh, he'll, you know, uh, he's coming 
according to my landlord, this guy is really tough on the landlords in the area. That's interesting well, because he's not a renter. Landlords are evil, you know. Wouldn't it be that the landlord should answer to the people who actually want to rent the property and not to some other body, busybody who's not involved with the with the transaction? Yes, I would agree with that. And um, my landlord is, is very afraid of this man. This man can levy quite a, a few fines against him. And I was talking to some of the other residents that live in this apartment that have been living here for quite a bit longer than I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a year and a half ago, the building was flooded it's near a little river, yeah. and that river will flow during the winter and flooded. So there was a lot of damage, and that damage needs to be cleaned up by the time this inspection takes place. So I've been working rather hard, doing some rather filthy uh, work with this gentleman, trying to get this all ready. Yeah. Well, I'm talking to some residents. Turns out that the inspector is going to come into our apartments. Uh oh. Look around, and I said, "What if I don't want him in my apartment?" Right. What if I tell the guy I don't, you know, I don't want you in here. If you know, you come back with a warrant. He says, "Well, then the police will come." Oh my god. And mm-hmm. one of one of the residents actually said, "Then the men with guns will come." Uh-huh. You know, I I would stand up for the demanding a warrant. I would say. Uh, I think that would be a, a good challenge to make there because they shouldn't presume that the the tenants should have to let him in. He might have some, there might be some loss as the landlord has to comply or something. But it always it always blows my mind that they they have to understand that all the expenses and hassle they put on, put on this landlord it gets it will get passed to the tenants. Hey, listen, hold right. on the line. I want to discuss this a little further with you. This is Free Talk Live. We'll get back to Illinois with Gardner and Dale here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one at Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your radio program and your freedoms. It is found at freetalklive.com on the Internet, and you can listen to us six days a week on a local radio station or online streaming Reach us at 800-259-9231, the toll-free number. This is Guard of LibertyConspiracy.com and... And Dale of AnarchyInYourHead.com. And we are filling in for Ian and Mark. And if you're wondering where Ian and Mark are, Ian and Mark are currently at a radio convention because they get the opportunity to go try to promote Free Talk Live even more, promote freedom even more, thanks to you who are amplifiers. And how do you become an amplifier? Just go to Free Talk Live and you have many oppor- uh, freetalklive.com and you have many opportunities uh, to be able to get in at different levels of subscription to help spread the word. They, re- they pour all of that money back into promoting the radio program, Free Talk Live, and that's how they've been able to get on so many stations across the country and spread the word of freedom, a real principled word of freedom. Hey, listen, I just wanted to ask you, are you facing debt problems? With DebtCrisisSolutions.com programs, there are no more payment to creditors. DebtCrisisSolutions.com guarantees to protect your bank account, wages, and property from lawsuits. If you're facing a debt crisis, you need to be able to keep your money to take care of your family. Call 718-615-615. 0123. That's 718-615-0123. Or go online on that crazy interweb thing, debtcrisissolutions.com. Well, Dale, we were in the midst of uh, doing a little something fun with one of our ampers, Matt from Illinois. So let's bring him back. He was talking a little bit about the coercion of 
the local government involved with inspecting rental property. Matt, thanks for sticking around. Really appreciate it. It's good to have you back, buddy. All right, no problem. Yeah. So this morning when I was talking to um, these other residents, uh, I was getting a, a little upset. I was saying, you know, we need to stand up to these people. And one of the guys agreed with me. He said, but it is what it is. That's what he said. It is what it is. And it's that kind of attitude that there needs to be a, a quantum shift in people's attitudes towards government and the government people. And you know, I'm not going to, to make any waves because when the inspector comes around, he's going to be with my landlord. Mm-hmm. And I have respect enough for my landlord that I will let him in with the inspector. We've been given plenty of warning. We know it's coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to make any any waves personally. I can understand that. I mean, I think it's a decision. when we decide we're going to be disobedient in some sort of way, uh, it is good to think about the ramifications it will have on other people. I mean, we can decide for ourselves what we're willing to endure, but to some extent, you know, you know, you're worried about having some kind of backlash on your landlord, and <clears throat> obviously, you don't want that if he's been been a good guy. So, yeah. Right. And one yeah. of the things that I was told was that if if you do that, if I was to do that, I would be uh, evicted. Oh, you mean you were told that by the landlord? No, I was told that by uh, um, the uh, apartment, the former apartment manager. I so see. The guy who. who he worked as the apartment manager for my landlord. I see. So um, he's he's but, expressing to you what he thinks the landlord might do. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I guess it's happened before or something, or that's what the landlord says would happen. Who knows, you know, mm-hmm. if, it, if it's never been done, because I don't think it's ever been done. I don't think anybody's ever stood up. So who really knows what would happen? Yeah. But like I said, I'm not willing to, or like Dale says, I, I'm not willing to put... Uh, the ramifications of my actions on my landlord. Well, you know, yeah. it's it's interesting, Matt, because uh, I was thinking a little bit about uh, uh, something we're going to be discussing probably later on, uh, and this topic happens to bring in the sanctity of private contract. And uh, there are two levels, uh, well, three levels on which I look at this. The first level are for those people who are sort of the traditional small government people, and you're trying to appeal to them to try to win them over to the freedom side. Uh, you start off on this level oftentimes, I think you probably run into this, is the constitutional level. And the Constitution clearly states that no state or, or local government can infringe on in private contract. It's the contract clause of, of the federal Constitution. And so the the intervention of this third party, the state or the local the local village, the town, coming in with certain standards for an inspection between you and the person who is renting the property to you, that's an interference, clearly, as we've already acknowledged in the conversation. And that is that would be, if it were challenged, that would be, I think, a very, very good argument to say that it is an unconstitutional interference by government into private contract between you and, and him. If you wanted to rent out a pigsty from him and sleep in it, you should be able to, you know? And you know, he, is, he is renting to me for relatively cheap yeah. in the area. Um, and yeah, I knew, I went, I came in, I looked at the apartment, I knew what I was getting when I came in here. Yeah, yeah. So, and you, you know, think I'm of, a big boy, I can decide for myself where I want to 
where I want to stay. They don't want you thinking yeah, like yeah. that. They and want then, you thinking like a child who needs a parent to take care of him. That's the way the right. state wants you to think. That's right. And then, then right. you get into the next level of it, Matt, is that next level is the economic level. You think about this in general principles, in general economic principles. This intervention by the state costs money. It costs money right. to the people who rent. This forces them to have to rent at a certain level that the state that other people find acceptable not you who's willing to pony up the money to live wherever you might want to live so you have different levels i was i was telling telling my girlfriend i had a dream last night that my mom was still alive she just passed away a, a few months ago and i dreamt that she was sleeping out in a wagon filled with straw out in, at the end of our road, and I couldn't understand why she was out there in the cold. I'm like, Mom, why don't you come inside? And now it's it's her purview. If she wants to do that, I'm not going to force her to come inside because that's not my place. And it's the same thing for you guys. So what this does is these arbitrary standards set by government exclude certain people from being able to get certain kinds of shelter that normally they would be able to get. It prices them out of the market. Did the government in your dream like kick her out because she couldn't pass a, um, um yeah wagon yeah hay wagon inspection you know it doesn't have enough fluffiness I don't know uh it, it's it's crazy you know you said your land you said that your this guy was really hard on landlords and and I said jokingly that landlords are evil and of course I was being sarcastic but <laughs> it is funny that they really do get a bad rap there's this notion because I guess because they people have this notion well they just own some property and they just get to get money off of that they Marxist. don't do any work or anything. And 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 that's I think people are really delusional with they think that landlords don't do any work or anything like that. I don't think they realize how much stress and work is involved with maintaining a property because you know when you're renting a lot of people I knew a guy who was quite wealthy, he owned his own business. He had he owned a lot of property but he didn't own the place where he lived. He chose to rent because he didn't want he wanted the mobility, he wanted to be able to leave at any time. He didn't want to be held down. He wanted someone else to take to come fix his toilet if it was broken or if he had any kind of problems, it wasn't his problem. It was someone yeah. else's problem. You are getting a service from your landlord and people don't realize that. They don't treat it like it's a service. And so uh, I think it's, you know, unfortunately I think a lot of landlords get a bad rap. This this guy that I'm working for, he's he's really rough around the edges. He's he's really um, got a, a temper on him, and he and he gets mad, and he yells, and he screams. But um, when push comes to shove, when you look at uh, who, who who's renting his apartments, who's living in here, the guy's got a heart of gold. Hey, Matt, a looks lot like of lower income people living here. Looks like we're just up against the clock, Matt. I appreciate you getting you getting us started off to such a, a great start here at Free Talk Live. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the way to reach us. Thanks a lot, Matt. Appreciate the call, and we will return. I'm guard and Dale. And we'll be back with more of your calls coming up next. We're going out to California. And Adam, stay on the line, my friend. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You call us, you direct the conversation at the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231, all across the country on radio and online on that interweb box, that weird electronic box at freetalklive.com. Check out all the great perks over there. Check out the wiki. Check out 
the very, very cool shrine of female listeners. Very important. And uh, check out all the great things that Ian and Mark do. Ian and Mark are not here tonight. I am Gard. And Dale. And we are here for you. 800-259-9231. We go direct right to the phone lines. And Adam is on the line in California. Hi, Adam. Welcome to Free Talk Live. Hey, Gard. Hey, how you doing, um, buddy? I was wondering if you guys ever felt like you're, uh, you might be wrong with these ideas of voluntarism just because we're such a huge minority and that there's so many other very smart people looking in at us thinking that we're wrong and crazy. Yeah, yeah, no. I know what you mean, but yeah. <laughs> I don't ever think that. Um, it's, a, it's a good question, though. I mean, I can understand. It's a good question to bring up, though, because I think that the really, if you, I was just thinking about this today, the way everyone, the only argument anyone can, people can't really make an argument for government other than say like we we need it they're, they're, they're but they've, they've been convinced that everything will fall apart you know i created the anarchy boogeyman to kind of symbolize this <laughs> you know everything's going to fall apart yeah. if government doesn't run, run in to save the day all the time and uh, but that's that's been pounded into their heads since they're little kids and since long before they were capable of independent thought you know to analyze that it's true and so that's all there is and you'll find that if you ever start to discuss it with someone they will just you know, they'll assume that their position is just the default normal position, and therefore, uh, you know, you have to, you know, that, that, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm at a loss for it. Well, now. you know, it's interesting, Dale, uh, because, and, and you bring up a, a really good point, I think, Adam, because, um, from the very outset, when you're a child, uh, instead of telling you, they, they tell you, if you're in trouble, look for a police officer. You know, an, a, an agent of the state. Uh, they don't yeah. tell you uh, because, you know, you're brought up in that environment. They don't tell you if you're in trouble, uh, raise a firearm because the kids are little tiny kids from sure. very, very outside. <laughs> uh, but instead, they should be saying, look to the neighbor we trust or look to this private private police force well, entity. But they don't have that trust. opportunity. Yeah. Yes. See, that would be someone who has built trust with you. Exactly. And there's a reason Voluntary. to have trust with that person. The, the police officer is nothing but a symbol. Yes. Now, and that's a you know, that symbol is is only has meaning to. You know, if it's a manufactured meaning in a sense, when they teach you to trust authority figures, they never, you never delve into, wait, how did they get their authority? Why does sticking a badge on that person make them a better person, more qualified to protect me or to order me around or something like that? That stuff is never analyzed. It's all just a given. And of course, uh, it's interesting as well, Dale and Adam, because one of the things that I think, um, happens is, once you've established the state, you get the environment in which you live. And I think, Adam, the point that you're bringing up is that we're so outnumbered that there is there something to the fact that we're such a small minority. We're trying to bring up some some problems in the in the social zeitgeist today because we live in a, pol- a police state environment, and so people believe that the police state is justified and it's the only way out, and it's very difficult to see other options. Other people throughout history have seen other options, and I would say that in order for us to see beyond what we might see as ourselves being in a tiny minority, and maybe that reflects the fact that maybe we're just not right and human nature will always tend towards government. We can look to uh, previous civilizations that went without government. We can look to the ancient Irish, as Murray Rothbard has pointed out in his his fantastic book for a new liberty. We can look to the uh, ancient um, ancient Vikings. 
of uh, of um, of uh, ancient Iceland, and we can look to them and see that for hundreds of years they did have voluntary societies. The Wild that, West, the, the, the Wild mi- West is a great it, example. I call it the Mild Mild West, and it, because it wasn't as wild as it's de- depicted. Right. Yeah. The movies made it uh, you know a lot more exciting than it really was. And <laughs> and the only thing that I would add to that, Adam, I'd love to get your thoughts on this too. Is if if for example we are wrong, then the very existence of money as a medium of exchange would not it would money wouldn't exist as a medium of exchange money arose before the existence of government money arose because people wanted to facilitate trade in a way that was easier than multiple party um multiple party uh, just uh, bartering and so they came up with a medium of exchange which was money it wasn't created by government it was created by free individuals if you need government to provide some sort of security against fraud and people people messing you up then that money system would not have held up privately instead special interests got involved and they invaded it and took it over so I think just the very existence of a money exchange system that always arises, whether you have government or not, shows that the voluntarist ideal is a valid one. What do you think, Adam? I agree with you completely. And, uh, you know, these issues that we've come up with, we've thought them through time and time again for years. And uh, it just seems to me that more smart people, it seems like anybody who was very intelligent would have came to these ideas with us. And not everybody in the liberty movement is very um, smart. I mean, there are smart people in the liberty movement, but not all of them are. And it just seems like anybody that was very, very smart would have been to these, uh, came to these ideas with us. It's, it's just odd. I wonder what it is that separates us from them. Well, there's a lot of indoctrination, multi-generational. I mean, that's what it comes down to. We're fighting it. You know, again, you don't hear arguments from the other side. You just hear it's just sort of a declaration. It's just declared this is the way it is, and you know we're expected to sort of, you know, uh, we, we, you know, it, it again the default position is just declared. It's not you know no one ever really thinks it through because they've been indoctrinated into it from so early. I guess you could also sort of look at it as the uh, as the almost like uh, Copernicus when he came up with the heliocentric uh, view of the solar system rather than the Earth based. Uh, earth-centered uh, view that was prescribed by the uh, by the church. Uh, it takes a long time if you're stuck in some sphere to be able to see outside the dimensions that you're provided. So the sphere we're given is essentially police officers or, or you know, they're your friends and you can trust them as kids. They're the ones to turn to, uh, to leave a preposition dangling. Uh, the village is, is good. It helps regulate things. It keeps people from causing each other problems. I think there is this also a tendency – uh, for people to fall into the trap of what Frederick Bastiat, the great uh, French economist of the 19th century, said, what is seen and what is not seen, Adam, and I, you probably have dealt with this too. You'll see the results of some government program. You'll see the bridge that they're building. You'll see the children's park that they're making or the old folks' home that they're putting together. And everybody will feel warm and fuzzy, and you'll see photographs, and there'll be a ribbon-cutting tape, uh, ribbon cutting ceremony. But what you won't see are the multitudinous people who have been harmed in an indirect way. I was chatting with a friend of mine, Mark Canny, uh, just the other day, and we were talking about how I believe that the 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 state allows people to be predatory in a way that they would not be 
if the state didn't exist. It allows all of our worst nature to come out because we don't see the direct results of our predation when we vote. We don't see the people who are having their money. We're not doing it ourselves. And I think it's one of the most it's one of the greatest evils ever created because it allows us to be indirectly evil. And and the people doing it don't feel responsible either. The politicians say they were they were They're given serving a mandate. the public interest. Yes. Yeah, they yes. say I was given a mandate by the voters, but the voters say I'm not responsible for what the politicians do. The police officers and the military say I'm just following orders. So no one feels a sense of responsibility for what they're doing. The buck just keeps getting passed. Yeah, Adam, hey, thanks a lot for the call. Any final thoughts, brother? Uh, that's it. Thanks, Kirk. All right. Thank you for the call. And uh, it's 800-259-9231 here at Free Talk Live. We want to go to Florida right now, and let's go to Christine. Christine, thank you for joining us. You're on with Guard and Dale. Okay. Thank you um, for what you're doing. I'm new to all this, um, even though I'm not real young. I'm just finding out all this information. It's very overwhelming, but I'm really grateful, you know, because um, I'd rather know so that I can do something about it. Yeah, thank you, and I'm grateful there are more people out there. Thanks a lot. What can we do for you on Thoughts tonight? Well, I just got a couple of questions. Um, I had, um, now that I've been online and burning up my Internet... Oh, listen, Christine, we're getting our music. Hold on the line. We'll bring you back after the commercial break, okay? Okay. Okay, great. We'll get to Christine and your calls at 800-259-9231, the Friday night edition of Free Talk Live. Stay tuned. Free Talk Live! How cool is that? I'm Guard, and he is... Dale. And we're filling in for Ian and Mark. 800-259-9231, the SACL, C-A-I, toll-free line. And we're going to get right back to the phones, but just want to mention, since we are filling in for Ian and Mark, uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up in the first hour, folks, if you go to freekeen.com, you will see the update just updated yesterday about our friend Sam, who has his trial scheduled coming up on June 15th at 1.30 p.m., the man who carried a camera into a courthouse and ended up in jail for two months. Two months for not giving his name. He still hasn't given his name, so he did not cave. Uh, they did, I guess they caved before he did, and now he's, he's got his court awesome. date finally. Awesome. Yeah. Crush them, Sam. It's going to be great. Let's get back Very to the phones. Man. Christine is on the line from Florida. Christine, thanks for waiting. Appreciate it. You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, you're welcome. Um, like I was saying earlier, I'm new to all this information, mm-hmm. all of it, and it's just blowing my mind. But what I want to do is I want to get on the ship and and do what I can the rest of my life on this earth to fight for our rights for my children, their grandchildren, the future. And so I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life, whatever hour I can, to do that. Well, my question is, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there who are also new to all this information, um, what can we do? I've already contacted my senator, uh, my congressman, and my house representative. I'll, I'll do what Ian would, uh, would, would say right now, which I always agree with when he says it is, uh, l- look up the Free State Project. Uh, do it, uh, freestateproject.org mm-hmm. and, uh, re- read up on that. This, I think, I feel like, uh, the, the, the best chance for liberty in our lifetime is right here. 
in New Hampshire uh, through the Free State Project. Yeah, if you can get to a small geographic area like New Hampshire, a small population like New Hampshire, you can contact so many other freedom lovers, uh, and you can you can really work towards it. The other thing that I would do is. If you're still interested in trying to deal with these political people and expose them for the frauds that they are, you can start on the constitutional level and just uh, constantly ask them what provision of the Constitution allows you to do this, uh, what actual enumerated power, this is what you have to say, what enumerated power in the Constitution allows you to do this. And then, of course, there are all these other levels on the state level and the local level. Then you appeal to the ethics, and, and you try to look at the unintended consequences. What's missing from this equation? What is being spent because these people are interfering in in their lives. I'm sure you've seen examples of this down in Florida, haven't you, Christine? I haven't seen anything done. I've been one of those that's been a couch potato or working out and going to work and mm-hmm. coming home and watching sick. exactly where the government wants, and I haven't been educated mm-hmm. to what's going on in my world and my life until now. I'm just waking up. Well, uh, it's great that you get involved, and as Dale said, uh, Free State Project is definitely the way to go. And also, you know, visit some of these great websites. You can go to my website, libertyconspiracy.com, freetalklive.com, Dale's website, Anarchy in Your Head. Is just a riot. It's great. Uh, there are lots of great places. If you want to read up on economics, you can go to fee.org, the Foundation for Economic Education, Mises.org. Uh, you probably have already discovered lewrockwell.com. Adventures of Citizen X is Glenn Jacobs' website. Uh, check it out. And uh, now feel free to call in with any issues that uh, that might be coming to your mind. Okay, Christine? Thanks a lot for yeah, the call. Oh, we. Well, it looks like she'll have to call back for that second question. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Christine, feel free to call back. We'd like to like to hear from you again. Sorry, we uh, we started to move away from you too quickly there. Uh, let's go now to Marcus, who's over in the UK. Marcus, you are on Free Talk Live. Uh, hi, guys. Greetings. Um, firstly, it's uh, Martin, not Marcus. But... All right, Martin. Thank you very much. Um, I've been spreading the no vote message since we've just had some elections over here. Yes. Mm. Yes. We had elections for the European Parliament and for the local councils. And, of course, we've had all the major parties putting through all this vote for me and I'll treat you like a slave in a different way. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, an interesting way to put it, yeah. And I found these mock the vote flyers. Yeah. I actually had to look pretty hard. Lee Doran probably took them down or something. Uh. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't. That, there's, there's. It's a shame. There's some really good. There's some really good material and some great designs over at Bureau Crash. A lot of them are probably going to go away, and I wouldn't. Um, I'm certainly wouldn't recommend anyone go continue to go there in the future. Unfortunately, yeah, I Dale and I were just talking it about is it. Going really well, I myself, in a I'm scary direction. Bureau Crash Social by Monday if you know it doesn't sort itself out. But right. I managed to find a good mock the vote poster, which I managed to put 15 of them around my town. At least 15. And there's actually a few pictures on Bureau Crash, the blog section, yeah. which um, came around. They went down pretty well. Um, you know, I, I'm reminded of Richard Butler of the Psychedelic Furs when uh, he said, uh, you have to have a party when you're in a state like this. You can really move it all. You have to vote and change. So sarcastic. Beautiful. I think that was uh, President Gass when he wrote it. Awesome. Awesome stuff. You know, of course, he doesn't live in the U.K. anymore because they... they chased them out for taxes and stuff like that so when are you going to be moving out of the uk when um pretty damn soon if uh, if i <laughs> if gordon brown doesn't leave frankly the entire government is actually collapsing we've had seven resignations from the cabinet in the past four days really yeah That's... it's um quite incredible it's uh you'll be on a news channel you hear some guy james pernell has resigned you'll go and make dinner or to the bathroom and suddenly oh the home secretary's <laughs> it's quite incredible 
Well, wow, I think man. it's soon to be happening over here. Yeah, and yeah. you know, you know, the sad thing is that, uh, you know, well, actually, it's incumbent on us to try to prepare people if they are going to part, try to participate in that government system uh, to try to pare it down or do something. You know, there's there's debate in libertarian circles as to whether or not uh, they should be participating or not or just fully withdraw. Um, it, it it's just going to be one set of jackals replacing the other set of jackals. Maybe they'll be biting less flesh, but it's highly unlikely. Even during the Reagan years, when people thought the government was going to be uh, turned around by Ronald Reagan. It ended up being bigger when he left, you know. Yeah, I actually like heard some people make some good points that a lot that the word libertarianism really started to get tainted with with Ronald Reagan. Unfortunately, I mean, he really did say a lot of great things and he seemed to have a lot of great great ideas. But then yeah. again, once he got into power and his actions were different than what he said, and so a lot of um, a lot of libertarianism now is sort of tainted with the notion, you know, and the notion of capitalism is notion is tainted with with greed. So people people yeah. associate if you're if you say you're libertarian people think you're some kind of some kind of greedy capitalist and that a lot of that was as because of things that happened when Reagan was in power. Yeah, well, it must be even worse for you out there, Martin, in the UK because oh, it's so Marxist it's, there. The EU is um, well, I've started calling it the EU SSR because that's what it really is. <laughs> All right, it's a socialist federation. Oh, I can't believe how much has happened since that really took uh, took over. And, and and it's interesting, too, because you've got labor leaders uh, helping to establish one of the greatest police states that you could possibly imagine. And supposedly, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. absolutely incredible. Labor well, was supposed to, be, supposed to be in favor of civil liberties, you know? Well, they were, but then they got into power. <laughs> Isn't that the story uh, for almost Before the seven. elections a couple of days ago, labor had four councils dominated by labor. They now have none in the whole country. So what's your prediction for what will be happening over there for those people who, you know, sort of eat up this constant back-and-forth seesaw on politics in your country? There is a libertarian party, which has not yet gone down the way of the U.S. party. Um, we're gro- that's growing quite in numbers, so I think that might uh, do quite well. And then it'll probably go down the tubes, but hey, uh, they gave it a shot. Yeah, and I think... We do not yet have a free state project equivalent... Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to move to I don't know where Scotland or, or I don't know where you'd go. You I think the Isle of Man has been thrown around since uh, there's no handgun ban and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd love but, to get some of the people who are bailing ship over in Europe over to the Free State Project here, but I know it's so much more difficult than moving from another state in America, obviously. How do you perceive things, Martin, uh, about the United States? You obviously follow things. You listen to Free Talk Live. You go on the websites. Do you think that there is something happening for a freedom movement here in the United States uh, from the outside perspective? It certainly does seem like it. I mean, I hear a lot of stuff that does scare me. For example, Obama's um, indefinite detention plans. Oh, isn't that great? We've got exactly the same thing. Yeah. But um, no matter how bad it seems for you... um, your gulch gulch compared to the UK and Europe. <laughs> wow. wow. Well, the only thing I have to say, man, is at least you've got Doctor Who. <laughs> I don't even like that show, but thank you. Well, you know, you know, it's funny because there was a time period when Doctor Who was at, it was actually very libertarian when Tom Baker first started back in the early 70s. They actually openly stated he has a long association with libertarian causes. It was in the show called The Android Invasion. And now most of the people who are in charge of Doctor Who are just hardcore socialists. And it's amazing to me because, he, you know, the character is always supposed to be fighting for freedom and things like that. Um, but socialism is not freedom. And it's just it's just amazing to see that. Uh, of course, it's a reflection, I think, of the sentiment uh, in England. And, and what gets me, Martin, is so many of the pro-liberty ideas 
that we had passed on to us came from people in England, you know, or originally from British stock. And and yet it's changed so much. It's it's amazing. Listen, thanks a lot for the call, Martin. I really appreciate it. Let's uh, let's. Uh, oh, you know what? Dale, I hear Time for a break. <laughs> we got to go to top of the hour. Okay, 800-259-9231. I am Guard. And Dale. And we're here filling in for Ian and Mark, who are very busy spreading the word of freedom to radio owners and programming directors at a radio conference. Let's hope they can get the spread even further for Free Talk Live. We'll be out, hour number two will be coming up right here, Free Talk Live. SwissAmerica.com reports, Wednesday gold prices retreated nearly 2% as the dollar bounced off 2009 lows and stocks retreated. Gold last traded down $18.70 to 962.40. Silver fell 63 cents to 1533. Gold was under heavy selling pressure Wednesday as the dollar posted sharp gains after comments by Asian officials that they would keep buying U.S. Treasuries even if the U.S. credit rating were to be cut. Dump dollars before central banks do, reports Bloomberg. Recession, inflation, market volatility. What do you do to protect your money? Call Swiss America to send you a free education on gold investing. Gold offers you safety, liquidity, and excellent profit potential. Gold is the only asset that's not someone else's liability. The DVD, booklet, and newsletter are free. The knowledge you'll gain is invaluable. Call toll-free 800-630-1496. That's 800-630-1496. 800-630-1496 today. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You control the airwaves by using the 800-259-9231 SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. I'm Guard filling in for Ian along with Dale. Filling in for Mark, and it's good to have you here. Freetalklive.com is the website. Go there and check out everything that is available. And as we mentioned, Ian and Mark are away right now. They are doing something facilitated by many of the great listeners of this program all around the country who take that extra step to support liberty by going to freetalklive.com and hitting on the AMP button. The AMP button provides them the extra cash to go promote the show, take some time off, and go down to these radio conferences, and that's how the show gets on more stations. It is a genius idea these guys came up yeah, with. Apparently, the Ampers uh, made it possible for them to get a really good opportunity at this conference. They have Free Talk Live on every name badge. Oh, fantastic. Uh, as, as, if, if I understand it correctly. And, uh, and yeah, it sounds like um, that's something that Ampers made possible, and I think it's going to be great promotion. They, they kind of joke that, you know, even Sean Hannity will have a Free Talk Live that's name great. badge. That's so. great. You know, uh, one of the things I like so much about filling in for Ian and Mark and sitting in with them on Mondays, and I know, Dale, you're in with them sometimes during the week, hanging out here in the Keene area, one of the Free State Project members, is how inventive these guys are. They're, they are people to be reckoned with. They are very inventive people, Mark. Ian, and I love these guys. They're and some of the best guys you'll you'll ever know. Okay, we're gonna get to the phones in just a minute. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Dale uh, was mentioning to me we've been getting a couple instant messages. He's received a couple instant messages about our uh, performance, and people have been talking about what we're doing, and I, we really appreciate it. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. What kind of stuff you've been hearing, Dale? Anything all right? Uh, you're being described as quote unquote pumped. 
pumped. Really pumped. Pumped. So. Hans and Franz, who <laughs> pumped you up. Yes. Yeah, and I and I expressed my concern with whether I can keep up. I hope I can. <laughs> I'm I'm getting old. I'm getting a little older, and I don't know if I have the the youthful energy that you have. But I'm going to do my best to keep up. So. <laughs> All right. And uh, since it's your show, let's go back to the phones. The SACL CAI toll free line eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Wherever you are, you can use that number to call us. And uh, let's go now to Massachusetts. Scott is on the line in Massachusetts. Scott, welcome. You're on Free Talk Live. How are you? Yes, good evening, uh, Dale and uh, Guard. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. We've got Great. so many subjects to discuss. We'll let you introduce yours, and I can't wait to get to my meaty one here in New Hampshire. Go for it, my friend. What's well, up? What a, uh, President Obama's speech yesterday in Cairo, Egypt, uh, I'm very disappointed because even though he said that the, uh, the Zionists in Israel have to dismantle their Jewish settlements in Gaza and the West Bank, it's a status quo because we, are, we have a Zionist-occupied government, we have our government is controlled by the American Israel Public Affairs Committee or APAC and other powerful Jewish and Zionist groups like Zionists of America, the Anti Defamation League of the B'nai B'rith, uh, American Jewish Committee. Can, Scott, can you clarify for us, for the people who aren't familiar with some of your prior calls and stuff, like which are the good Jews and which are the bad Jews? There are no good Jews, Our country has been destroyed. Now, you're talking about freedom. I hear you the word freedom, and, and you believe that you want to bring freedom to America. We cannot have freedom because we have a Zionist-occupied government. You must realize that. And you must also realize that the Federal Reserve, which you also rail about, the Federal Reserve was, is, is controlled by Jews, Benjamin Bernanke, and uh, it, was, right. it, was, it was founded by Max Warburg, the Warburg family. So between the Zionist-occupied government, the Jewish Federal Reserve, our country is controlled by Jews. And let's not forget the media that's controlled by Jews. Let's not forget... Wall Street that's controlled by Jews. Let's not forget Hollywood, the garbage that comes out of Hollywood is controlled by Jews. Uh, let's yeah, not but, forget the immorality the... in this United States that's controlled, the filth, homosexuality, lesbianism. I, 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 I pin squarely on, on the shoulders but, of the Are Jews. the Jews responsible but... for homosexuality, too? Did they cause yes, that? Yes, they are. Oh, they are. You, let me explain to you, gentlemen. So you'll, I'm okay, a little explain education. for me. Any radical movement in the history of mankind, communism was founded by the Jews, Karl Marx. Leon Trotsky, homosexuality. Uh, it was found. Three types of Jews that have caused the evils of mankind. First, you have the international communist Jew, wow. Karl Marx. You have the international capitalist Jew. What about the international is, gay Jew? And you have the international Zionist Jew. All of these forces have destroyed our country and the world. And if you if you want to get educated, you need to have your followers read the following books: The Beasts of the uh, Apocalypse by Olivia Marie O'Grady. I would suggest you also read the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion, and I would recommend that you read The International Jew by Henry Ford. The, the, the Jews have done more harm in history than any other group, and when you talk about losing our freedom in the United States... I, I, now I, I, know I, was, I still want to yeah, get back well, to how, yeah. how do they cause homosexuality exactly? I'll explain to you. Oh. oh in, 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 when we had the homosexual movement coming in through the 1950s, in the 60s, if you will. Did, did they the, cause the homosexual movement in ancient Greece, too? I'm talking about America. Okay. Uh, whenever there's well, radical, you said they caused homosexuality, so I'm just wondering if, you know, yeah. homosexuality didn't start in 1950. I've got news for you. So. It's interesting. No, I, didn't, it, <laughs> I, I didn't say that, but what I'm saying is, is that whenever there's a radical, whenever there's a radical movement, uh, the anti-war movement, uh, homosexuality movement, 
Okay, so a little clarity movement. there. What's that? A little clarity there. So homosexuality little, wasn't started by a gay cabal. Well, let me tell you something. In Massachusetts, we have uh, the gay, uh, gay and, and lesbian task force, and there's an Arlene Isaacson who's the Are they Jews? She's Jewish. Oh, she has see? Barney Frank. There Barney you go. Frank, Barney Frank is a congressman from Massachusetts. Now, see, my, I'm going I'm I'm to add to your repertoire of things that people need to see in order to understand how, how much they need to be afraid of Jews. They need to see the movie Borat because Borat addresses a lot of Oh, he covers the, uh, that uh, yeah, really well. Borat's you know. on top of that. He probably read those is, books. gentlemen, is that our country has been destroyed by the Jews, but not just America. Yeah. Every country in the world they've gone to, Germany, Poland, Russia, especially Russia, they brought communism. They well, do you think it was a good thing to, to try to clean out some of the Jews out of those countries? Maybe that was, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe it would have helped out. Every country that they had the Jews, they expelled them. That's a, was, that a, was that good? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, expelling, but what about, yeah, I mean, you know, just if you can't expel them fast enough, maybe you could do other things to get rid of that. That I mean, you could save space by doing other, uh, getting rid of them in other ways, right? You mean extermination? Well, I, you know, I'm just thinking. There was no, by the way, I don't know when, if it's when, been tried. So there was no. By the way, I'm glad you mentioned that the Holocaust is a myth, and and that's where Israel comes into the picture. The Holocaust was invented by the Jews so that they would gain worldwide sympathy from the so-called goyim. Wow, that's really funny. term for Gentile. Well, you know, it's funny. It's it's strange, Scott, because I was speaking with a, a Dutch man who's not Jewish. Uh, whose father was in prison for a year and a half. I was just talking with this guy because um, some people went into Amsterdam, downtown Amsterdam. They broke into the uh, court records there to get rid of all the names so that the Nazi SS troops couldn't find out who was Jewish and who wasn't and take them away. And um, he was shot, this man, and this man's father was the doctor who performed the surgery on him and helped this guy out so that, you know, people's lives could be saved. And it was interesting because the SS troops showed up for this doctor and took him away. Um, and now, of course, he wasn't Jewish. He was just a human being trying to help other human beings who were trying to survive, you know, kids and stuff like that. But anyway, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much, Scott. It's uh, great to talk to you. And uh, d- definitely check out Borat. You guys are right on the same line. And that song that he has, Throw the Jew Down the Well, you'll love it. Okay, 800-259-9231 is the way to reach us here at Free Talk Live. And uh, let's get right back to the phone. Ziggy's on the line in the U.K. Zigster, part of that international Zionist conspiracy in the U.K. How are you, my friend? Yeah, according to Scott, I'm generally very evil. I mean, I'm I'm an internationalist <laughs> Jew, uh, homosexual whose family happens to be Jewish. And, my, you, and you caused my homosexuality, and I blame you personally, just so you know. That's right. You see, I was going to mention Dale. The Dale is no, the Dale, result. I promise you this. If, we, if I ever come to New Hampshire, I promise you a hot day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you wear something nice. Ziggy, I've got a last name that sounds Jewish. So maybe that's already part of the whole Zionist conspiracy to get people's names to sound almost Jewish. So there are more. And my last name's Goldsmith, so it sounds like it could be Jewish. And and Dale obviously had his homosexuality started by this Zionist cabal. It was a movement. He 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 caught on. Ziggy, we're up against the clock. Hold on the line. We'll bring you right back. A free talk live. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is how you reach us. The SACL CAI toll free line brought to you by the Jews of the world. We will return. <laughs> we talk live.
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You make it what you want by using the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. I'm Gardner Goldsmith, putting extra effort, extra power into it, because I'm filling in for Ian along with none other than... And I'm Dale, filling in for Mark. Part of the great Jewish conspiracy. We're here with you. Good to have you here, everybody. Mark has a really noisy chair, by the way. Yeah, it's an interesting. Anybody who's inside the uh, the palatial, legendary, now legendary studios of Free Talk Live. I mean, we have to say that with great gravity, gravitas. The legendary studios of Free Talk Live can see the chair that will be probably put in a museum someday, <laughs> as we reach our you know great society. And it will not be a publicly funded museum. It will be privately funded. It will be the right. Mark Chair. And it's sort of shaped like something you'd see on, like, uh, I don't know, Star Trek The Next Generation, except it would have to be pink in that case. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be really ergonomic or something. I'm, <laughs> I'm making do. It's, I'm fine. But uh, I, I think there's some there's a trick to, like, how you sit in it or work it or it something. It is a, the and, weirdest shaped chair I've ever seen in my life. It's like you just feel like you should be sliding out of it, don't you? A little bit. Yeah. I don't it's know. not quite as weird as I think Ian's chair is even weirder. I noticed you switched out. Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah. Ian's got one of those split level. You're sort of on your knees chair with no back deal. I think that's supposed to be it's good, like for, really your good for your back. And, yeah, and yeah. Good for your posture. But yeah. I think when I, I actually used to have one of those a long time ago. I used to, too. Back when you were just a twinkle in your father's. No, not really. <laughs> not that far ago. But um, I used to have one of those chairs way back. And uh, I think it made my posture worse. I don't think I sit in it, sat in it the way I was supposed to. You're looking pretty good to me, my man. And I think yeah. all the people watching on the cam when they go to freetalklive.com, little plug, little plug, <laughs> are seeing how cool you're looking, my friend. They keep saying that I'm raiding the fridge here over at the, the studios. <laughs> I'm not. It's all my stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, give us a call at 800-259-9231. Frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Are you tired of oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? You can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. It is a cool thing, and I hope you'll come up to Porkfest. Porkfest coming up is going to be a blast. It's I'm doing awesome. pancakes on Tuesday oh, morning. Are you really? Uh, Ezekiel pancakes, which have like nine different uh, ingredients in them instead of just regular flour. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great fun. That's it's gonna great. be partying all week long. Uh, a lot of stuff happens toward the weekend. Yeah, so. it's gonna be a blast, man. And of course, so we have to thank everybody who's been involved with that, and all the people who've been moving up here as part of the Free State Project. Now, <clears throat> before we uh, go any further, we do want to mention that um, uh, given the last caller, Scott is always interesting. And Scott, <laughs> hope you don't mind us sort of playing with you a little bit there. I, I don't care forth. if he minds, actually. Yeah, <laughs> actually, really, I'm not point. worried about upsetting Scott. I, I'm falling so. back into a you know sort of <laughs> a someone, deferential yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, who gives a crap? Yeah, when someone is that much of a bigot i really you know it's like if i offend someone who's that bigoted then i take you know then I, take okay that's how i know i'm not evil yeah, great so. point great point so uh anyway if you want to call and comment about that that's great but we have a subject uh, that's going to be coming up uh gay marriage in the state of new hampshire uh that i think will uh get scotty more irate so take your hey, we, blood pressure medicine man. isn't it funny that uh that california lost it recently mm. california this incredibly <laughs> progressive state which i'm which I lived at for eight years, right? yeah. not long before I moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, actually. And they lost it recently. Um, the uh, They actually um, amended it away because the courts gave it, and then the, the, it was amended away legislatively. And now New Hampshire has it, and California doesn't. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Really, it's and really it starting to feel like the Free State, isn't it? Oh, indeed. <laughs> and, and there's a lot that deals with liberty when you look at this issue and some of the phrasing 
that people used when this thing was uh, put forward this week. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But right now we want to get right back to your phones and your thoughts. Ziggy has been patiently holding from the U.K. Ziggy, thank you very much. And, in fact, we have another U.K. caller lined up right after you. Go ahead, Zigsta. Yeah, um, right. Um, basically, I wanted to do three quick points. I wanted to correct you. The Labour Party are not the party of civil liberties. They're only the party of civil liberties in opposition. When they've been in power, they have always want, been the ones who have um, introduced the most draconian uh, legislation, such as the first uh, anti-terrorist act in mm-hmm. the 1970s and the latest anti-terrorist act. So the image um, does also, not fit. Doctor who, I wish you would start mentioning the, the globe. Uh, sorry, the fun makers. More. Oh that yes, is the, I should. The one uh, Doctor Who uh, serial which is extremely libertarian. Yes. In in nature. Wait, what'd yes. you call it again? It's called the Sunmakers. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it about was, corporatism. Basically. What is that one with Captain Jack? Is that? Oh, his Captain name? Jack Sparrow. Yeah, absolutely. Ca- is, He's is been in a, a number of Doctor Who episodes. The first one that he. Well, he had his was, own series, right? Oh yeah, Torchwood yeah, is brilliant. Torchwood. Okay, it's, it's yeah. Fantastic. That's one I've been wanting to catch up on. You were saying that yeah, the Brits helped pioneer liberty. One thing which I've noted is that it's the 150th anniversary of Darwin's Origin of the Species this year, but it's also the 150th anniversary of John Stuart Mill's On Liberty. And On Liberty is definitely one book which argues in favour of personal liberty, that the government has no place um, regulating uh, drinking, gambling and fornication. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and it's and also... there has been... And there's been plenty on the BBC about Darwin and evolution. Fair enough, I, I do believe in evolution. Yeah. But there has been nothing, not zip, about On Liberty. And On Liberty is actually a fairly influential book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. That's very interesting. And, and you would think, just on the curiosity side of it, that people would, would want to put a story out there because it's engaging. I mean, John Stuart Mill's ideas, whether you agree or disagree, yeah. engage also, your mind. I one thing. I hope something on your podcast. Um, uh, I hope you realize that in uh, John Stuart Mill's day and Jeremy Bentham's day, Unitarianism was a far more individualist philosophy because it wasn't for the greater good. Oh, you mean utilitarianism. It was for the happiness. Yes. It only became the greater good when social liberalism came about. Yes, uh, well, it, it, part of the problem, and, and if people aren't familiar, we're talking about utilitarianism, John Stuart Mill, David Hume, Jeremy Bentham, uh, the, the three main figures behind that. Uh, and Ziggy uh, makes a good point. Part of the problem with some facets of utilitarianism, just on a philosophical uh, point of view, is that it, it stressed the greatest good for the greatest number, but at times it could be misconstrued, and it has been, just as you pointed out, Ziggy. It has been taken from those ideas. There were some holes in some of the arguments. Not uh, John Stuart Mill was a little bit more precise, but with David Hume and Jeremy Bentham in particular, um, those two writers, uh, they left open the possibility that people could misconstrue that individual liberty would be sacrificed for the greater good, and that's very dangerous. In fact, uh, writers like Ursula Le Guin, in her book, uh, the Lathe of Heaven uh, were very critical of that. She also wrote a very, very good story called uh, Those Who Leave Omila. It's a short story, and it's uh, it's all uh, a cut on that concept of utilitarianism, the greatest good for the greatest number, with no safety bulwark for individual liberty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Thank absolutely. Um, take care. Hey, thanks a lot, Ziggy. Let's continue in England. 800-259-9231 is the way to reach us. And go now to Hans, who is in the United Kingdom. Hans, thank you very much for the call. You're on Free Talk Live with Gard and Dale. Hans dropped. Okay, looks like Hans dropped. So we'll continue. Let's go to Pam, who is calling us at Wisconsin. Pam, are you in Wisconsin right now? Yes, I am. How you doing, Pam? 
Just grand. How are you? I'm doing really well. You were on speakerphone there, obviously, keeping very busy, so you weren't on hold too long. What can we do for you, my friend? Well, um, the reality of evolution, Darwin's theory is bullshit. Oh, oh, we got to cut that. Oh, we got to cut that. Got to cut that. Uh, Got to drop that. Yes. Ouch. You you know what the. uh... Okay. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Got to got to do a little dumping there. We're going to take a break and return. (laughs) 800-259-9231 is on that note. (laughs) We've got our three second delay. Hopefully we caught it. Hit the dump button in time. Uh, we will see whether or not Pam is going to be with us, but we might have to drop Pam. And thank you in the studio at GCN. They caught it. We'd hate to get the feds after us, wouldn't we? Yeah. We'll return. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show, you control the air, and you do so by calling the SACL, CAI, toll-free line at 800-259-9231. This is Guard And Dale. And we are filling in for Ian and Mark. Good to have you here, everybody, and it's good to be here with Dale, as uh, those guys are attending a radio conference so that they can spread the word of freedom and get more people listening to Free Talk Live. Get I more wish radio I could be there with them, but the second best thing is being able to do uh, do the show. Uh, this is awesome. You know, yeah, man. All not right. Not doing the show. Well, listen, uh, we're going to go back to the phone lines and take more calls because this is your show and you direct it. We do have a few things we want to discuss, and we'll get to the gay marriage issue in New Hampshire. You can talk about Sam getting his uh, trial scheduled. Uh, those who are aware, our friend Sam has been in jail for two months now because he tried to bring a camera into a New Hampshire courtroom. Plus, there are a number of other stories that are out there. The Pennsylvania eminent domain story, the federal government pulling back temporarily, it looks like, from trying to take land in Pennsylvania in order to establish a freedom-like monument to the people who sacrificed their lives to bring down Flight 93. So, hey, what better way to celebrate their their attempt to try to battle the evil Muslims and uh, represent freedom in the United States than to forcibly take someone's land. Perfect. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. So uh, let's get back to the phones. 800-259-9231 is how you get in touch with us. And we're going to Oregon. Jesse is on the line. Jesse, thank you very much for the call. You're on Free Talk Live. Um, hi, Garden Dill. Hi. How you doing? I'm all right. Yourself? Pretty good. What can we do for you, my friend? All right. Well, I called to... Um... I noticed, Gardner, I listen to Liberty Conspiracy at oh, work thanks. sometimes. Thanks, man. And uh, you're always talking about music. Yes. So I was wondering if you could uh, name any bands that were overtly freedom, liberty-oriented that aren't named Rush. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. That aren't named Rush and that are overtly freedom-oriented. Uh, yeah. Let me see now. I can think of one, but it's not a big band. You probably haven't yeah, heard Yeah, there are some the smaller band. bands. Go for it, man. Josh Noon and Federal Crime is a local. You can go to yeah. joshnoon.com. Yeah, yeah. And there was a guy I met at the Liberty Forum just a while back who had uh, their band. I'll have, to, I'll have to see if I can get that, and I'll post it over at the uh, at the website at, at Liberty Conspiracy. In fact, I'll post a question inside the forum about uh, liberty-oriented bands not called Rush. Do you have any you can suggest, buddy? Well, I, and no. actually, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I, 
was just going to say, um, I can't really think of any that are just overtly liberty-oriented, but yeah. I can think of one song in particular that really um, uh, spells it out in a way. And it's a song by a band called Bag Nasty, and the song's called Minority of One. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like that name. To That's a great name that for a song. There are a lot of, there are a lot of songs that uh, you would think are pro-liberty. Like I mentioned, President Gas is, is a great one. Uh, Forever Now by the Psychedelic First is another great one. There's a song called Flowers off their first album, which is just mind-blowing because Richard Butler basically uh, – destroys every organized everything i mean it's clearly an anarchist sort of sort of song uh he had the sex pistols breaking through but you know it's it's i think slowly um john lyden has become a little bit more favorable towards the libertarian mindset he was once on television with a libertarian and said oh you one of those libertarians oh i don't hate you a lot but recently he was very positive towards uh ron paul when he was on the tonight show so there i don't know it's very difficult like i said the word libertarian has really been tainted by a lot of yes, people who yes people love what happened is it's a very popular thing to be and so a lot of people who weren't really libertarian just want to be caught no they want to be thought of as libertarian they want to be attached to the movement so they use the word and then the word gets dirtied yeah and that's what that's what worried me about this new guy in charge of you know bureaucrats is that he keeps using the word libertarian and it's and and it's it's going to give like the a lot of party. people the wrong idea of what libertarian yeah. is, and it's going to associate it with neocons and things like that, and, and that's what worries me about it. Yeah, it's too bad. But, uh, there's there's one other band that I, I, I might suggest. Uh, this is a band that Penn Gillette plays with occasionally, The Residents. Uh, they're very, very obscure and strange. Uh, they take a lot of popular songs and warp them and do really weird things. Like one of their most famous albums is, is called Third Reich and Roll. And they do My Baby Does the Hanky Panky, and they just twist it around. It's really messed up. So uh, I think those guys are, are libertarian, but their songs aren't overtly libertarian. Okay. Yeah. Back to what Dale was saying about the message being skewed. That's one thing I noticed is you'll find punk bands with a um, small government message, right? You know, I mean, kind of right wing, not as not not overtly libertarian. And but the de- deeper you dig into them, you find out it's actually skinheads. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, occasionally you'll get a guy like Ted Nugent, who's you know a sort of uh, paleo conservative guy. Uh, you have uh, some country western people who are sort of small government type people. Um, uh, uh, Sammy Hagar is a libertarian, they say. Um, uh, other people who are out there occasionally pop up that you'd be surprised to hear about. Uh, uh, it's 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 difficult. There's a, there's a woman on the west coast. What's her name? Amy Allen, I think. Oh, I'm not. I think not she's the one asked, probably. Yeah, I think she's a performer. She performed at the Ron Paul thing. I think I know, she's there was an over. issue out here where we had a band that, and I guess it was. There's a lot of dispute about whether they really were like racist, but there was a band out here that everyone was really proud to have. You know, was really active in New Hampshire, and uh, and there was a lot of questions that came up. Oh, about yeah. whether they were actually racist and pro- you know I don't know about skinheads but pretty close yeah pretty yeah close. Jesse uh, drop drop some ideas over in the forum I'd love to get some feedback from people especially if they're listening to us over in the UK if they have any ideas too that would be absolutely fantastic oh by the way I heard that uh, Lemmy I've I've heard that Lemmy of Motorhead is an anarchist since you no, said like, Lemmy I thought yeah, that's of what my I've heard. pet rat oh is your your rat named Lemmy I have a rat named Lemmy wow man and another rat named Winks. Wow. Well, anyway, but, uh, what were you saying? I no, no, no. I was just going to say that uh, <laughs> I've heard that he's a, he's an anarchist. So, um, oh. you know, we'll cross our fingers on that one. So, uh, anyway, listen. Thanks a lot for the call. I really appreciate you calling in like that all the way from Oregon, Jesse. It's really good to talk to you, buddy. 
I'm calling tomorrow because I want to talk to Julia. <laughs> oh well, I mean, most most people do. She's uh, she's very cool, and she'll be on the cam too. So you know how that goes. Um, yeah. Nobody's going to be watching. Popular yeah, they're not going to be watching for me. They'll be watching for Julia. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Guard here and Dale. And, uh, you know, Pam, uh, Pam, I think, is still on the line. And uh, we had to drop her a little bit because she dropped a, a very nasty word that the FCC might come after Ian and Mark for in the network. And, uh, oh, she's gone. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, um, Dale, I want to get into the issue that we were discussing before, the gay marriage issue here okay. in the state. And, um uh, just this week, a very, a very unique thing happened. New Hampshire passed a law that will officially allow for legal marriages to be conducted in the state of New Hampshire. And the governor of New Hampshire, John, gosh, golly, gee, we're partnering for our wellness, Lynch, <laughs> who's so politically correct and everything's, we're, we're reaching across the aisle. Is that forming, a, partnering oh, for our wellness? Oh, it's that kind of nonsense. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I, I haven't heard, I haven't heard they that. They use that just absolute <laughs> gobbledygook, you oh, know? Yeah. So we're all feel good, feel good. Anyway, he had a big presentation, had a big speech, and he said that um, it shows that New Hampshire is uh, that homosexuals in the state will have all of the rights, privileges, and responsibilities, responsibilities. that heterosexual uh, maybe, people have. Maybe we shouldn't have supported this thing if we're going to get new responsibilities. It, or if they're, gonna, if they're going to assume that we have some new responsibilities, uh, or presumptively <laughs> assign these things to us that we never consented to, but okay. Absolutely. <laughs> At the same time, uh, another little thing to lay out as we talk about the issue is that um, he said that, uh, and we had to work very hard. He's patting himself on the back, of course, because nobody else wants to People touch People had him. to work really hard to convince him to sign it, apparently. I think well, it was very questionable for a while. Well, yeah. he said that he held out because he wanted religious protections. Mm-hmm. So in his view, religious protections only go as far as the church doors. So that if you are involved with a particular church and your church does not want to have to conform to the state coercion of having to hand out and do a marriage ceremony for people who are homosexuals because your religion doesn't agree with it, then he worked very hard to have that provision put in there. At the same time, if you're in a business and you own private property, you want to run the business the way you want to, your religious beliefs, they're not, not counted. to express them. That's exactly. Right. So we're going to open up this issue, 800-259-9231. The state offering marriage to heterosexuals should also offer it to homosexuals. Some complications getting the state involved with marriage. This yeah. is Free Talk Live. Coming back to you, it's Free Talk Live. FreeTalkLive.com is the website, and you can reach us. It's your show. It's your phone. 800-259-9231. They're your freedoms. I'm Gardner and... Dale. And we're filling in for Ian and Mark. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI line. In fact, we want to give some plugs to Jason Osborne and the folks at SACL CAI. SACL CAI, a full-orbed approach to account recovery it's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. All you have to do is see their banner at freetalklive.com. 
Yes, SACL CAI. Do business with businesses that support free talk live. Okay, we've introduced one topic. We're going to get right into it. 800-259-9231 is how you reach us. Dale, we've got a lot of people lined up, and I really appreciate this. Uh, this is uh, really, really cool filling in for these guys, and I appreciate them letting us come on. I think people must be really excited that you're on because uh, we're getting a lot of calls well, tonight. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up then because I want to get people's <laughs> input because that's the only way I exist. Phil's on the line in Virginia. Phil, VA, my man, what's happening? Hey, how y'all doing this evening? Hey, all right. You want to talk about this gay marriage issue, right? Yeah, I just want to kind of provide a a slightly different spin on this. And and maybe it's a way that, if nothing else, you you may get a little bit more consensus on the issue. It would actually provide liberty for all. Hmm. One of the things I've always realized is that there seems to be a lot of battling over the term marriage, marriage, marriage. I always thought marriage was more of a religious term, a union between two people under... God. That's what so, it was until the late 1800s. Well, so why don't we take that approach? If you want to be considered a marriage, that's something between the couple and the church. Right. Any 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 legal union between man man woman woman or woman and man should be considered a civil union, no matter what the sexual orientation is under law. Yeah. That way. You eliminate the it's marriage really, aspect out of it. Well, that's, yeah, a growing, that's, yeah. that's something of growing popularity, actually. The notion, the notion of the state getting out of marriage, really, just, altogether. You know, that's the way it should go, in my opinion. You start off with that, and you get to the point where you just say, "Get the state out of it." And you know what? I don't understand, Dale and Phil. What I don't get is, I've spoken to people on the other side, you know, on the evangelical side here in New Hampshire for many years. I, I was friends with a woman who was heading up this organization that uh, she said that uh, they wanted to have an amendment to the state constitution to make marriage legal only between a man and a woman. And she said, well, that's because studies show that a man and a woman are the best, the, it's the best environment for raising a child. And I so, personally test that that's not always true. Well, you know, and it's not, uh, it's not necessarily true all the time, you know, statistically, whatever. But to have a government policy, a coercive policy that says this immediately opens up some questions. And I asked a woman who was at this meeting, I said, so does that mean you'll make all suboptimal child rearing situations illegal? What yeah. are you What are you saying to us? How here? many kids do you want to put in foster homes? Yeah, because they can't get parents. At, because you're going to restrict only the most optimal situation. Exactly. For kids. If you're a, lot, a single you know, mom, can you not adopt? I don't think she has any grasp of how bad foster situations well, are. For you know, you know what she told me, Dale. What? Yes, I would. Yeah. Yes, wow. I would. So that tells you. And these are people. I said to them, look. First of all, philosophically, you want to put the state above God. You people who were in this movement are tied directly to the anti-misogyny movement of the 1800s. That's where a lot of this came from. They wanted to prevent black people from marrying white people, so they put the religious ceremony into the hands of the state. Once that happened, the doors were open, because once you give the state the power to do it, they can define the meaning of words. So I said to this woman, hey, let's say you get the state behind this, and you get an amendment to the New Hampshire Constitution. This was a couple years ago. That says it'll only be a man and a woman. What are you going to do 30 years from now when the philosophy changes and we have a lot more people who are willing to accept men and men getting married and raising children? What are you going to do? You're putting it in the hands. You're creating a machine that has different levers that will be held by different people in the future. Eliminate the machine. And as you said, just let churches decide. 
do it contractually if you want to arrange actually, something. I had very mixed feelings about this ha- passing, and I didn't. I I, I did not work hard uh, to pass it. Right. Uh, I just could not get passionate about it, and uh, and I am gay. Uh, I I do I can see myself in a marriage like situation, but I will never get a state marriage. Right. So this is not changing anything. Whether you'd be heterosexual gonna, or homosexual, exactly. It wouldn't matter if to you, I were right. straight, I wouldn't. I still wouldn't get a marriage. If if this uh if I if I did get you know I would not I still won't get a state marriage even though it's now you know possible in New Hampshire to do. I had mixed feelings. The reason I say I had mixed feelings is because I know that there are a lot of libertarian gay people out there who. This will be actually a very good selling point for New Hampshire for them. So I will, I'll good take point. what I can get, you know. Yeah. And if it gets more libertarian people to move here, that's, that's, uh, that's good. But, uh, in the meantime, I, I'm of the opinion the state should be out of marriage. And I, I don't, I don't feel like libertarians should be working really hard to get the state, uh, to broaden its view of marriage. I think we should, you know, I think that we should be convincing people to not base so much of their own self-worth and self-value on getting validated and legitimized by the state. Yeah, that's a great point, that what, emotional what, side. Yeah, Phil, what's that, man? Wouldn't also, uh, I mean, really, shouldn't the purpose of the state's involvement in any kind of union is more just uphold contract law? Well, that's if, you, if, you're, if you're in favor of a minimal government, I believe that contract law can be, can be upholded through private arbiters and exclusion and reputation. But uh, I can understand that, at least at that limited level, just have contracts. People can draw up contracts. If they still want the state to get involved, then, as you say, all it does is it just tries to prevent fraud and provides a state-backed arbitration system. The problem is that it will eventually devolve because people will want to get their hands on the state. The, 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 the yeah, see, the thing is, in order to have that, you're going to have to have a legislative writing body called the legislature. And once that exists, it starts to build and starts to ratchet up. They get involved in things, and you're going to be right back where you started from. The, the, the way to eliminate this problem is to get rid of the, the state machinery entirely and have it done through private voluntary association and private markets. Yeah, look look for whatever it is that you're hoping the state to do, say, for instance, in this case, defend private contracts. And look for a way to do that that's reasonable because I don't think you want this unaccountable authoritarian monopoly. You can't expect that to protect your rights. You can't expect it to protect private contracts effectively. And so I would say look for a way to do that in a, in a more rational way. Yeah. So it's really not, in my opinion, I, I keep hearing people talk about, you know, small government versus no government. And I think in a way that's almost misleading. Really what it comes down to is the nature of government. Mm, yes. I don't have a problem with the size of government. I have, a, have a, I have a problem with the nature of it. As long as government only protects people's rights, then, then they, then they cannot be a monopoly because they can't deny someone else to go out there and protect people's rights. They're not aggressing against anyone if they're only protecting rights. So it's no longer a monopoly. If that's the case, then it's a free market. Uh, system at that point, and and then and it's the nature of government that I have a problem with, not the size of it. Yeah, and Phil, hold hold on the line because I want to bring you back in, and and we've got a lot of people who are going to be calling in, so it's just going to be like a big party coming up in just a minute. We're going to open up the lines even more quickly. Phil, I wanted to bring up something to you that I thought would be interesting, and it's this: in the argument that I made with the people who are in favor of the only heterosexual marriage thing, uh, I said to them, look, uh, even on the constitutional level, those people who are libertarians, many libertarians are very familiar with the statutes. 
of the Constitution, and we're just going to try to hold the politicians to not being hypocrites. If they're going to try to get involved with the government, then at least we're going to hold them on that, and we'll work to get something even further. But the least we can do is say, hey, uphold the document you swore to uphold, and, and don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a liar. Uh, what's, what's fascinating is even if these people, these anti-homosexual marriage people, were to get something passed, and we haven't even gotten to the idea of religious toleration on the state side, not allowing business to decide whether they want to recognize a gay marriage, a heterosexual marriage, or anything. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But on the on the people who want to only establish heterosexual marriage, I said, look, let's say you pass something in the state of New Hampshire. What's going to happen is another state will pass something that allows for gay marriage, and then the federal constitution's full faith and credit clause comes into play, which says that any contract, any private contract that's recognized as valid in any state must be recognized as valid in every other state. So they'll get married with a civil contract in Massachusetts or California, and they'll move to New Hampshire. Guess what will happen? You will have to recognize gay marriage whether you like it or not, you people. So get a clue. You're supposed to, these are supposedly paleoconservatives, and they don't seem to wake up to the fact that their supposed law and order concept will immediately make all of their efforts for naught. They spend thousands of dollars to try to do this when they could have spent thousands of dollars to try to stop something else that the state was doing, like invading people's private property regarding smoking in restaurants and uh, seatbelt laws and taxation. No, no, no. They don't do that. They've got to get on their high horse and try to make it look like they're all moral and supporting supporting what God dictates. And it's very strange. On the on the pro-heterosexual side, you've got this sort of moralistic feeling. On the On the homosexual side, as you said, deal there's this emotion that's behind it that says well we want what everybody else has well these aren't rights they're not rights they're privileges that are given they're special favors that are given by the state and when you get the state involved in giving these special privileges guess what they trample on people's private property and on their rights and uh hold on the line dale we want to uh give him a chance to get it right on in here and then i want to bring uh phil back dan and sean and bradley hold on we'll bring it right back 800-259-9231 is the toll-free line here at Free Talk Live. Alakees.com is a community for self-learners. At Alakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit Alakees at A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. Again, that's A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live, hour number three of Free Talk Live, and you can get involved with the phones and the fun by calling 800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. Garter's here with you along with... Dale. And we are at your disposal, filling in for Ian and Mark, who are out at a radio conference, hanging out with all the guys in the radio world, and hopefully they'll be able to continue doing that, and the federal government won't crack down by coming up with that stupid equivalent to the fairness doctrine down the line. They'd love to shut down conversation of freedom like ours, wouldn't they, Dale? Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Our subject in the last hour will continue over into this hour. We've held over some of our callers. Dale has some things he wants to get into. The topic at hand is a big one, coming out of New Hampshire, but also coming out of almost anywhere you might be, homosexual marriage. And the issue that gets many people irate and angry And this is what government does. It pits one group of people against another group of people for what is fair and what they can get from the state. The supposed right 
to a marriage which is condoned by the state. We want to get some final thoughts from Phil in Virginia. Phil, thanks for holding over top of the hour, and then we'll get right to the rest of the callers at 800-259-9231. Phil, go for it. Well, You're back with us. All right. Now, and what I was, uh, my general point was is that if you, there shouldn't be a right to marriage from the state. However, the state should honor a union. And that's why I said the term marriage should be reserved for the religious aspect of it, should they choose to have a religious aspect of it. Um, as far as a civil union, it's just something to say, hey, me and my partner, no matter what their gender or orientation may be, goes to the state and says, hey, we will have a, a civil union. state says, okay, here's your license, sign, done, over with, and that's it. You know, and you bring up a good point. It is a contract. And a lot of the the people who oppose it on a religious on religious grounds and things like that, they're bringing sex into it and stuff like that. And it's not about sex. Marriage has never no, been about sex. I mean, you, you, of course, you can make a lot of jokes about, oh, I stopped having sex after <laughs> I got married. But but no. But what I mean is, marriage is about being treated as a family. And really, the whole the whole process of getting people are already having sex. Gay people are certainly having sex. They're not being stopped from that. If that's all they want to do, then they can, they'll do that. But uh, I shouldn't say they. We'll do that. But um, the point of marriage is that you want to be treated as a family. If you go to the hospital, you might want to you want to be able to visit your family members in the hospital and things like that. If you if you if when you pass away, you want your assets to be passed on to people that you care about. You want to have some say in what happens exactly. to your assets and things like that. And that's that's what marriage is all about. And anything else is a straw man. When people are saying. Men and uh, men aren't supposed to be having sex. You know that's irrelevant. If if people want to enter a con, if if me and guard, let's say me and guard both lost our families, right. and we wanted to just be like brothers. Yeah. Why yeah. can't we have a contract saying guard We're is? Great why can't friends. we choose our family members? Right. Right. Why exactly. can't I say, look, guard is? I want guard to be able to visit me in the hospital like a brother. Uh, I want guard to get the stuff uh, after I die because I, you know, for whatever reason, it, it's not. A, it, those kinds of contracts are not about sex. No, it's not at all, and that's exactly what um, the whole point of what I'm saying is. It's more for just legal aspects of the union and uh, and, the, and the whole family aspect of it. It has nothing to do with the religious aspect of it, which is really it's between those individuals and God. Yeah, you know, and let them sort that out. Phil, you're right on the right track, and I think if people follow the direction uh, in which you're traveling, they will begin to arrive at a much more ethical understanding, an understanding of the backwards ethics of the state and the right, the correct ethics of private contracts. And uh, any other thoughts before we uh, have to say goodbye to you in Virginia, my friend? No, I appreciate you letting me have uh, the time to speak to y'all. Oh, I appreciate you holding through the top of the hour, buddy. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for the call. 800-259-9231 is how you reach us at Free Talk Live. And uh, something that I want to bring up before we get into any other, the, uh, any more of the callers, and we're going to have a, a total free-for-all coming up. we got a lot of people on here. This is great, Dale. Is that um, I was going through my podcast today for the, the LibertyConspiracy.com. Uh, it's just LibertyConspiracy.com if you're looking for it. And we have a lot of subscribers at iTunes. And I, what I find is, is fascinating is that people really appreciate being able to open these issues up and, you know, peel away the onion as the cliche goes. But look deeper and take an issue where you can leap off that issue and find out, derive some long-standing principles and understanding of 
what's really going on. And one of the things that I find fascinating is that statement of the governor, Governor John Lynch here. Golly gee, gosh, wish. Uh, governor, I can't help it. It's just a reflex. Golly, mm, partnering. Uh, he just does all that nonsense, this politically correct stuff. But when he said that they will have all the rights, privileges, and responsibilities of any other couples, this is a problem. Uh, first, he I want to go back a little bit to then he said that he fought very hard for the religious protections for churches. And what fascinated me about that was that he doesn't understand that he's excluding private property owners. And if you are a private property owner... That is your property to do with what you want. You it's, open it under your own terms. Isn't it like a free speech zone? What do, what do you hear when you hear someone say, this is a free speech zone? Yes. It used to be like free speech zones were something that people, you know, like a group would declare that because they felt like free, freedom of speech was being threatened. Yes. And they wanted to say, we will not allow your speech to be threatened here. So we're going, going to, you know, but, but what they became was a free speech zone was like, look, we're creating a free speech zone for you. What they're saying is everything outside of that. Is not a free speech zone. Well, you know, so anytime they declare yeah. you have this right or you have that right, they're saying you only have the rights that we extend that we to give you, you. Exactly. and everything else is excluded. And, and, and that's, this, that's offensive. This is precisely where I'm going to be going with a series of the podcasts over the weekend because this is particularly troubling to me. Um, the talk radio host in Boston named Jay Severin, he happened to have a guy on a few days ago who was talking about the concept of rights and. We'll get back into the the invasion of private property in a minute and the lack of the supposed protection of religious toleration for those people who might, for various reasons, not want to conduct their business the way the state wants them to, to have to accept homosexuals or give them a particular insurance contract or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that invasion in a minute because that's what this really means. This is simply another invasion by the state to say we will invade equally as we do for heterosexuals. We will now force businesses to have to do this for homosexuals. The first action is illegitimate and immoral. You don't force any business to have to recognize a married couple for an insurance policy or anything like that. You don't force a private hospital to have to allow for visitation rights for a married couple. And you don't do it for a homosexual couple. You don't do it because it is force. We'll get to that in a minute. But the rights thing, this is very interesting that you bring this up because the idea now is that they will be given all of the rights. So in other words, it comes not from your your the essence of your creation, that these things are untouchable. It is what is given to you. I actually heard Jay Severn out of Boston, who's the one of the top talk hosts locally in the entire country, gets paid huge money. He was on with a guy who was trying to explain that rights are natural rights, inborn in people, and that supposedly the government is created to protect those rights. Of course, we know that that's a fallacy because in order to supposedly protect those rights, it already has to invade those rights and forcibly take your money to create the police force for the protection. So it's really nothing but a protection racket. But what was interesting was he said, oh, 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 hey, hey, I think you're treading on thin ice here because if you're saying that people have innate, inherent rights and the government is set up to protect these rights, then then anybody could be granted the constitutional rights that we as Americans have. Any foreign, So he didn't want to allow that because he doesn't want foreigners to be able to be tried 
under U.S. constitutional law. Yeah. And so he wouldn't go that far. And, and this supposed libertarian or conservative or whatever. It's a powerful thing to say that you all, we all have innate rights. Yes, that, yes. Know. But it's amazing it's, to me that just to facilitate his argument, he was willing to, to propose the idea that he actually said the rights that are granted to us by the Constitution, they're given to us by the Constitution. I mean, totally by a piece backwards. Of paper that was written. Two, uh, hundreds of years ago by people who, no, no one alive yeah. validated it. And just through and logical. It's still binding 300, 300 million people yeah. out of from, from 39 no, signatures. None of us signed it. Exactly. Yeah. And through logical extrapolation, somehow this piece of paper existed a priori prior to all the people who actually were alive at the time who put that document together. I mean, it somehow popped out of nothingness, you know, out of e-space or something. It's just absurdity, absurdity. 800-259-9231 is the way to reach us. I want to discuss this a little bit further, and uh, we're going to get to your phone calls. Dan is next up on the line calling in from New Hampshire, then Sean in uh, Minnesota, Bradley in California, and you can line up, too. We will get right to your calls after we hear from some of the folks who back up Free Talk Live. Kettle Drums of Freedom, it's Free Talk Live. The phone number is 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Guard here with you. And Dale. And we're filling in for Ian and Mark, who are out trying to spread the seeds of freedom on the airwaves by going to a radio convention, thanks to the able help of all the ampers out there. You can amplify, and you get great access to some really cool perks, and you also have the ability to support freedom and allow Mark and Ian to promote the show even further. Good to be filling in for those boys. Do you enjoy making your own tools, doing your own repairs, and constructing things out of salvaged materials? If so, join James Boyu at PaladinPodcast.com to learn what's in his new survival book, Makeshift Workshop Skills for Survival and Self-Reliance. Browse more than 800 other books and videos at PaladinPress.com on topics like survival, firearms, martial arts, and more. Remember, PaladinPress.com. Hey, 800-259-9231 is how you get in touch with us. Let's get right back to the phones and the fun. Dan is on the line in New Hampshire. Dan, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Guard, and you guys are doing a great job. Hey, thanks a lot. Hey, Dan. <laughs> I, uh, I have to say, you know, it was Poker Face that was the controversial band who was a... <laughs> I wasn't going to say the name, because <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what was whether it was ever resolved. I, well, I don't know if you well, can ever resolve these things. There's continually a, dis- a difference of opinion on different sides yeah. as to whether or not they were actually racist or anti-Semitic or And for people, people just joining us, if they didn't happen to hear, we had a call a little bit earlier. Someone was wondering if there were any bands other than Rush who are <laughs> overtly libertarian, and there was one and band. But, yeah, I mentioned Josh Noon, N-O-O-N-E dot yeah. com. There's a great band. And and I, they, I, they are not racist. And, I believe Amy Allen, she's one of my Facebook friends. Uh, she's out on the West Coast. I believe she is overtly libertarian or straightforward anarchist. Mm. Yeah, well, thanks for that, Dan. I wanted to just say that I, I I did a little research into that whole controversy and and it was all about there being an he has an open or the the band has an open uh, uh, bulletin board uh, that uh, you know I guess some uh, you know white supremacists or whatever they are uh, who I have no you know time for yeah. or 
you know, at all, period, uh, you know, they had actually made entries, uh, Birdman or something like that, onto this yeah. website. And, I, you know, and I don't, I think they were just ignored. I mean, nobody, nobody Yeah, I guess the it, that, there was a lot of controversy, though, about whether or not the, the you know, it sounded, it seemed like the board, it's one of the people in the band who was like an admin on the thing had made it seem like he was, uh, this, and the way it was presented was, it seemed like he was endorsing the guy or supporting him yeah. and he was on this never, racist rant. I, I don't know. That, I, that's I, why I didn't I, say the name because I didn't, I didn't really yeah, well, come to a strong I, conclusion I, I, myself. I think that, that, that they're, they're good guys and I, right. and I, you know, I, I don't think they support any white supremacists. I just think, you know, like any, even Ron Paul had white supremacist, uh, you know, I guess somebody donated some money, and Ron Paul was asked if he could, was going to give back the money, and it, Ron Paul said no. And I, you know, and I agree with him. But isn't uh, it frustrating how those types seem to glop on to Liberty Move? A lot of people glop on to, Liber- to Liberty Movements it's, over it's one little issue or another, and then they have something about them that's incredibly anti-Liberty, like being are, a you know really racist or it's uh, weird. intolerant yeah, in some way. It's the only thing that they can do. I mean, you know, they, you know, they, they're not going to get on the mainstream media and they're not, you know, I mean, so if you end up with a, you know, an open bulletin board of some sort and, you know, they're going to take advantage of that. And, and, you know, and the point is, and as, as the point with any kind of free speech is, you know, let them spout and, and you'll hear their, their vitriol and, and, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, you won't be swayed. I like mean, we let Scott, like early, Scott, we let Scott spout his vitriol for a while earlier. And I, th- I think he's just burying himself. You know, you just let him speak. He does, you know? And I think he could actually be a Zionist plot in order to make it look like there's more people against, uh, you know, with with bigotry. And I, yeah, you know, who knows? I think there's a lot of things about Zionism that. Uh, that ought to be, uh, you know, ch- challenged and stuff like that. That's and, more Byzantine and, than a John le Carre plot, my friend. Hey, you know, oh, Dan, I wanted to ask you now. Uh, uh, you know, we were talking about the gay marriage thing. I'm sure Scott would be right. freaking out about that conversation. Weigh in on that. Yes, go for it. Uh, well, the thing is, is that I, you know, I was just talking to my neighbor, and and he and his girlfriend uh, just moved in a while back, and you know, and I like to uh, stay friendly with my neighbors, and I was talking to him and. Uh, so I, you know, I says, ah, you know, did, uh, did the, uh, did the parents get you guys talked into tying the knot or anything like that? Because I, when they moved in, I, you know, the word marriage or, you know, married or whatever slipped out and the, and the parents were there helping them move in and, I, you know, it's just, you know, you, you, you get the look, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you understand what the story is. And John said, oh, yeah, well, a year from last, uh, yes, uh, last week, we uh, were going to, you know, tie the knot. And I says, well, that's good. And I says, uh, you know, are you going to involve the state? <laughs> you know, and, and he, you know, and, and he's just kind of a random young guy who's, you know, educated, works, unfortunately, for government contracting, uh, you know, mostly, you know, BAE. <laughs> but uh but uh the fact is is that uh yeah he's a kind of a seemingly normal kid and you know somebody that's open-minded and friendly and you know listens to a lot of the stuff that i like to spout i often get onto my uh my soapbox and say things but i mean he jumped right in and and said, you know, well, you know, I don't think the state ought to have anything to do with this. I mean, mm, yeah. you know, what does marriage and the state have to do with anybody, anything? And I, and I hear well, that's people, encouraging. You know, talking about amendments and this, that, and the other thing. I'm just saying, what's wrong with you people? Can't you get the picture? 
you know, the, the fact is, is that the government, anytime you give them, even the, even the listing of the, of the, uh, uh, Bill of Rights and the, um, you know, as, as amendments to the, the, the Constitution is problematic because, okay, you've got those rights sitting there, and what you've allowed happened as a result of having them listed there in that Constitution is you've allowed these nine idiots that they call Supreme Court justices to decide what that means. Yeah, and and you know, from its outset, any of these laws, that these people, you know, we were talking in the first hour how how so many people have yet to really sign on to the freedom idea, and does that show that somehow we're lacking some understanding that man's nature is that he's always going to be inclined to head towards the state, and and we explained that you know it's very difficult to break people out of the mindset when they're brought up in that mindset from the day they were born. If you're given examples, if you're shown that this is not the right way, if you can get around that problem of what is seen and what is not seen and and so people buy into this idea that you're not validated and, and Dale brought up the word validated off the air but I think it's 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 absolutely right and well, it's particularly true for people who uh if you're in if you're kind of marginalized uh, most of your life the way a lot of gay people have been I yeah. I was there I know what it's like I mean my own family and friends you know without knowing that I myself was gay yet would be talking about gay people, and I'm like, they're talking about me. Wow. And, you know, so when you feel marginalized and you feel like the people that are supposed to love you sort of unconditionally and everything, I'm not sure if I believe in unconditional love, but you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Your, your family and your friends are supposed to love you for who you are, and if you've been marginalized all your life by that, people look for substitutes, and what is really scary to me is when they are looking for the state as a substitute. Yeah, and that's what that. this is largely about, yep. I think, for a lot of people, is they're looking for to, to, to fill that gap in their life, and they're doing it in a very unhealthy way, yeah. uh, looking for validation from the state. Hey, Dan, we've got to be like Icarus and fly, but I really appreciate the call. Great to hear from you from New Hampshire, and we will get ready to take more calls at Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231 is the way to reach us. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Your show, your phones, your freedom. 800-259-9231 is the way to reach us. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Gardner here. And Dale. And we're filling in for Ian and Mark, who are currently taking care of some business, trying to promote the program, and they do a great job on it. Some of the most inventive guys in radio. Hey, Dale. Absolutely. I mean, they, they built this station up from nothing, and it's, it's really turned into a, quite a phenomenon. It is. It is. And uh, I've started to notice that there is a, a new a new circle of uh, pro-liberty people who are starting to rise to the fore, and it is because of the Internet, and it's amazing to see. It's really, really cool. So congratulations to those guys. And by the way, talking about the Internet, I want to talk to you about Audible.com. It's the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like the podcast you might be listening to if you're listening to Free Talk Live through the computer. Audible has over 60,000 titles to choose from. Every genre, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up today. Go to www.audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That is audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. 
L for, of course, Free Talk Live, which is the show. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Sean, who's on the line in Minnesota. Sean, thank you very much for joining us on the program. Hey, good evening, guys. It's too bad Ian and Mark are off tonight, but uh, but, but I'm sure you two will have an interesting perspective on what I have to share. A couple of weeks ago, I, uh, I heard Ian having a conversation with a caller about 9-11 because the caller was calling in to share some information about 9-11 and Ian had the disposition like what's that got to do with now that was 10 years ago which I'm not knocking Ian for his disposition but the point I want to make is I think those of us believe in liberty and believe in the concept of self-governing should make it a point to at least possess some information about things like the the false flag operations and about Bilderberg and things like that. And, And the reason I say that is because when you can show mainstreamers the sinister nature of government and how governments have always been this way for as long as governments have existed, going back 6,000 years or 10,000 years or however long ago. And governments will always continue to be that way. And, and you can show them subsequently that humanity would be better off without governments. Now, <clears throat> Do you, how do you feel like uh, nine, the 9-11 does that, though? Because I kind of feel like it seems like with 9-11, everyone's either already converted or they're not ever going to be converted. And and again, when you talk about no, something not, like not that, you know, I know you say false flag operation, and there have been false flag operations in the past, and perhaps this was one as well. But the the thing is, it's kind of like if if I if I know this guy and I can, and, and it's well known that he murdered 500 people, and I and I'm arguing about whether he murdered another five or ten. It's kind of irrelevant, you know what I mean? It's like it does it doesn't matter at that point. You know, that's the way we when I look at governments, that's the way I, I look at it as well. And so when I see people hung up on 9/11 and trying to convince people that 9/11 was a false flag operation, I just feel like you're you're wasting so well, much energy on someone who's either already converted or not going to convert. So That's just how I look yeah, at it. Yeah, go ahead, John. Go ahead. Yeah, well, the 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 point, the point I'm making is people, the mainstreamers, just, they, they, they don't seem to have, they seem to have this idea because, because they've been taught all their, all their lives that government is good and government has your best interest in mind. And, and for some people, and you're right, for, for some it won't make a difference at all. But you'd be surprised though with some people because one of the things that's got me inspired about the concept of self-governing and the concept of abolishing government is the research that I've been doing for the past 12 years about government, about false flag operations, and knowing how far back this goes and just how psychopathic governments are by nature. And I have come to because of that and other factors too but that is a big factor i I think you're right and and you're probably not the only one there are probably others i just think at this point uh and and it it seems like there are some people who seem to have come to the liberty movement um because of 9-11 but i i think they're mostly they're mostly here the ones who have been uh who who have been changed by it 
or um, you know, some who believe it's false flag, or simply people who think that it was that that the whole thing leading up to it was based on such a, an irresponsible behavior by the government, whether or not they believe it's a false flag operation or not. And so I think that's it's kind of it, it has been you know uh what 10 years now and i think it's 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 run its course you know i think at some point and in fact when i hear about them building a new monument to uh to 911 uh, to to victims oh, of 911 i keep thinking you keep you why do you, they keep wanting to keep this tragedy alive and and they want to keep the wound keep salt in the wound at some point yeah. we as a nation need to move on i shouldn't say we as a nation i'm not i don't like to consider myself part of the nation but we need to move on as people, and uh, and I feel like at some point, you know, you, mourning is supposed to. The whole point of mourning is to is so that you can move on. You know, yeah, you're supposed to point. experience it fully. That's why we had monuments. That's why we had ceremonies. That's why we remembered. But you do that so that you can move on, and we do not want to move on. And I don't think the state wants us to move on Definitely because they not. want us to keep hurting and to keep feeling afraid and of, afraid of terror. You know, we haven't had another terrorist attack since then. It'll probably take another terrorist attack before we'll move on because then the state can can dwell on that to make us afraid. And so. I think there are different vectors, Sean, uh, that you can you can use to um, to get people to start studying government, whether you think uh, uh, by talking to someone about a conspiracy that that will really help pull them in. Uh, you don't want to just stick with one issue. You want to be able to open it up to say, look, this is systematic. This is the way the government operates. This is either either it's through intentional, uh, willful uh, conduct. It's through neglect. Either way, whatever you get, the state will devolve and become this monstrosity. And the best thing is to do is not to create this machine. Um, so I think you just have to weigh the audience and see which one you think is going to be receptive to this. Uh, personally, I, I agree with Ian to a certain extent that a lot of times it's and, and Dale that a lot of times it's not really valuable to sort of approach these things. But I think what you say does have some validity, where you can if you can ins- show people the types of criminality that the state inspires and move beyond that to say, look, it's not just those people who are in power who have a vested interest yeah. in getting a power; it is the power itself. That's a way to do it. Well, cool. the biggest criminals throughout human history have been governments. And yes. When it comes to any category of crime you can name, be it be it murders or anything else, nobody even comes close to government. Sean, you say it great, and I appreciate the call. Thank you very much for the call. It's 800-259-9231 if you want to get in touch with us. The SACL CAI toll-free line at Free Talk Live. We go right back to the phones and the fun, and we go to Bradley, who's in California. been waiting quite a while. Bradley, thanks for being so patient. We appreciate that, and, of course, we appreciate good discourse, so no wonder you're so patient. How you doing, Bradley? <laughs> Not bad. How about you guys? It's pretty good, pretty good. Well, I was going to ask for some advice, actually. What's okay. up? So um, I have a friend who's recently become pretty interested in liberty, and just today she sent me a... Text saying she joined the Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So I was wondering, like, should I encourage that, or should I tell her like what the party's basically become over the last few years? Give her the history of it, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good to you know uh, that's the we were just talking about this earlier. The way the word Libertarian has gotten really muddied uh, uh, over the years. And people keep attaching themselves to it. It's it's a very attractive, and it's a very uh, you know so people are attracted to it, but. Uh, but then it gets muddied because, you know, look what's happened to the Libertarian Party. Look what happened to Bureaucrats recently. And so I would say try to make sure she – just make sure she understands that the Libertarian Party is not 
the definition of of liberty. And philosophically, yeah. becoming a libertarian or embracing the libertarian idea is not just one of stating disaffection for some other party you were in. It's the embracing of a philosophy of leaving your neighbor alone in every respect. And uh, it's extremely important. Hold on the line. We'll keep you through, and we have a couple other calls after that. It's 800-259-9231 if you want to get involved with Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Freedom, phone calls, internet, intellectual discourse. 800-259-9231. I am Gardner Goldsmith. And I'm Dale. And we are here filling in for Ian and Mark. And you can reach us once more. It's the SACL, CAI toll-free line. I want to give those guys some props. SACL is an amazing company, and uh, they really back freedom. So thank you to them. 800-259-9231. Thank you to GCN for helping us and Ian and Mark for letting us fill in. It's going to be terrific. I'm going to be back tomorrow night with uh, with uh, Julia. But, uh, Dale, uh, you know, there's so much stuff to discuss, and I know you, you and I have personal conversations off the air. It's just really cool to be with you, man. Oh, yeah. I've been looking yeah. forward to this all week. Ever this since awesome. I heard about it, I've been really excited to be and it, and it's, with you. it is weird, too, because, you know, you've got things around you. You want to make sure you're handling the buttons right for everybody and not dropping things, not doing something wrong. So, and I'm, I'm no help. I'm completely <laughs> clueless. All I do is, yeah. like, blabber over here. So, But, you know, it's, it's funny uh, just because, uh, you know, I, I feel such a personal connection to you. You know, your philosophy, your mindset towards freedom is is really laudable. And uh, it's it's awesome, man. So well, thank thanks, you. dude. Yeah. Uh, listen, let's get back to the phones and the fun. 800-259-9231. We were going out to, I believe it was Brad. Bradley out in California, wasn't it? Or was that it? That sounds Trump? right. Yes, it was Bradley out in California. Bradley, were you you still with us, my friend? Yeah, I am. Great, great. We're talking a little bit about um, you have a friend who's getting involved with Liberty, and uh, she just joined the Libertarian Party, and we we're talking about how the Libertarian Party has sort of been affected and watered down. You can see a great interview with David Nolan by the Motorhome Diaries boys who've been traveling around, and they were in uh, Arizona and talked to him about what's happened to the Libertarian Party. And I think, in my opinion, um, I think if you can bring a person like that in but give them some you know, conversation as it goes along and you say, look, as we said, this isn't just for a person who's disaffected from the Republican Party, the Democrat Party. That's a place to start. But this is a philosophical construct. This is a way of living. And you just want to see people be free. And you think that it leads towards a, a better life for people, better productivity, better better inventions, and a more ethical way to live. How do you how do you think you'd like to approach it for your friend? I think that's a pretty good way of doing it. I believe, you know, in rights and everything, I think it's the core of the belief. Yeah. I'm just uh, kind of concerned that if I, you know, kind of tell her everything at once, she'll get a little overwhelmed, might be a little too extreme. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you it's, know. I, I would be optimistic if she's interested in the Libertarian Party. I mean, it shows her heart's in the right place. I just, you know, so just, you know, I, I, I think she's, you can probably present ideas to her over time and, and just when something when a, when a fallacy comes up, address it then. You know. Yeah. The first time this sort of thing drops, you recognize that it is an, a, an act, a, a very very dynamic act, a move that says, you know what, I'm ticked off, I'm really angry, and uh, now is the time that uh, I'm moving away. Now, personally, I was like that when I was a teenager, so I was, you know, just I just always thought that way. Uh, but some people do get that realization, my friend, and. Uh, I think after a while, when you start to show them, look, you know, this is what the libertarian 
philosophy is, and this is what the Libertarian Party is. And, you know, you join the Libertarian Party and and you might think that you want to get some progress through the Libertarian Party. But just remember, a party has an agenda to get a lot of people to join up. And there's always going to be a tendency to sort of start watering things down so they can attract more people. It's, it's really unfortunate so. because I, I know they're thinking that this is the practical thing to do if they want to win elections. They're not going to, to win elections. Exactly. Well, you're not going to win elections anyway. Uh, you're a minority. The whole point uh, is... Really, and if you think about libertarianism as sort of in defense of minorities, because the majority, the, the majority is imposing their will on you because they have the numbers to do it. Yeah. And so if you're out there saying, you shouldn't do that, well, you don't win that battle by this, by just, you don't fight fire with fire, right? You don't just turn around and try to get a majority so you can impose your will on everyone else. You've completely defeated the point. At that point, so I think the Libertarian Party is—it's—I—I uh, I think it's going to become, you know, even much far less significant than it ever has been. The voice is probably going to be even quieter than ever before because it's—it's it's, in a way, it's just—it's just going to be uh, a little blur against the other two major parties now that it really doesn't even have a strong voice anymore. So. Yeah, and I think the movement, Bradley, is going to be towards things like the Free State Project and getting well, yeah, to New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts, buddy? No, that's about it. Hey, great. And tell your friend, uh, just keep plugging at it and uh, just keep trying to educate herself. And we, you know, we'd love to get a call from her sometime asking us some things and, uh, and talk to her on the show. Thanks, Bradley. I really right, appreciate the call. You got it. Uh, now let's turn to Utah and the man behind the Freedom Book Club. Freedombookclub.com is the website. I want to give this man a plug. He is a great guy. He is Ferb. Ferb, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Good Thank that we, you. I'm glad we got you in, man. What's happening? You want to talk to us about the gay marriage issue? I want to talk a little bit about what I asked for for my birthday. <laughs> when, I, when I turned 34 this year, and I went to my wife and I have the same birthday, so I asked her for a divorce. I'm like, I want a divorce. Because <laughs> I don't want this third party in my marriage. It totally delegitimizes my entire marriage yeah. by having coercive force involved in my marriage, it makes it an immoral act. Well, you know, that's the point I was trying to bring up about whether it's gay marriage or heterosexual marriage. What we're talking about is not a right. Why do people think that a, a certain government act of forcing people to recognize your union, of forcing people to do something, giving an exclusive license to certain religious people to get the power vested in them by the state, that's, that's somehow a right. This is not a right. This is a positive provision given to them by the state. They don't understand rights at all anymore, Ferb, and you know this, we know this, so many people are catching on to this, but the problem is that in order to get to this point, you've got to slog through this mire of, oh, are you against gays? Are you in favor of gays? Who cares? That's not the point. It's a straw man. Exactly. The straw dog has to be pushed aside so you can get to the core of these issues, which is you are interposing a third party in something that supposedly was just a, a deal between you and the person you loved, and you're exchanging vows. I, I don't understand why, as I said before, uh, George and Martha Washington didn't need the state to tell them it was okay to get married. It was insane. No. Yeah, yeah, the whole point of state, well, you know, the whole reason state got involved is... Yeah, it took me a while to get to the point where I, did, where I recognized that the government wasn't, uh, you know... It shouldn't have been involved in my marriage in the first place. Uh, and I think part of the way, the, the reason I became the way I am is because I did fall in with the Libertarian Party. And there was a lot of cool people like Bob Smith out in Minnesota, 
who really helped to solidify the philosophy in my mind. And I hope there's a lot of good people still active in the Libertarian Party, and then it's not just a bunch of neocon shills trying to, you know, to destroy what uh, what David Nolan and all those dudes built over the years. Because a lot of good people that were involved in that institution. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there's still a lot of good people who are involved, and they're trying. You know, um, I saw what happened. I was actually talking with Angela Keaton when they had the big presidential nomination, and you could see it coming. Glenn Jacobs was there. Angela was there. And, uh, you know, they just they could see how it was all just plants from very angry paleoconservatives who wanted to try to bring up a force that would draw some votes away from John McCain mm. and act as uh, disenfranchised conservative Republicans. And that's not all that the uh, Libertarian Party uh, stands for, and there are a lot of good people in there, but it remains to be seen whether it can be salvaged. It seems like it's it's really been uh, waylaid. It's it's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, you I know, know it happened with bureaucrats and people are just, I mean, there's other better things to do with your time than, than be involved in something that's, you know, that's gone contrary to what you believe in. Especially at you know, a time I, like this. You know, for at a time like this, you've got things that are going on all the time. Uh, Democrats should recognize that their great paladin, Barack Obama, is going to be continuing 99% of the things that they got so angry at Dick Cheney and George Bush were uh, doing over civil liberties. Rendition are go- is going to continue. Uh, it's possible that torture will continue, just not done by the military. Oh, it'll be done not by CIA agents, but by surrogates they hire. Uh, we were, originally were going to see uh, real trials. It's be outsourced. Yeah, that habeas is still going to be lifted selectively contrary to the U.S. Constitution. And and so it's very interesting. I think if you take issues that we've discussed tonight, you've got the gay marriage issue, and you say, look, it's not about your feelings about homosexuality. It's not about your feelings about what's best for the child to be raised. It's whether or not there is the state getting involved and pushing people around, insurance companies. You're going to have to recognize... Personal relationships. Exactly, or you know, business relationships. Will Buchanan of the Walk for Liberty, you may have heard of him. Yeah. Uh, Will Buchanan, the way he described it is he and his wife were getting divorced from the state. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. They're not divorcing each other. They're divorcing from the state. Is that what you guys are talking about, Ferb? Same sort of thing? That's what I was talking about. That was the main impetus for my asking that question to my wife was was Will Buchanan's video that I saw. Ah, cool. Mm. aired around my birthday. Well, you know, I, I know that we're coming up to the end of the show, uh, for tonight, and I'll be back tomorrow night, but I won't be with Dale, I'll be with Julia, you know, that's awesome, cause Julia's just very, very hot, of course. Uh, not to say that you're not hot, Dale, but you know, uh, for, you know how hot this guy is, you know, you've met him before. Everybody watching no, the camera knows. Oh, well, you know, you <laughs> but better he is watch my out. On Facebook. Your wife is gonna get very jealous, so watch out. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Uh, and, you know, as we come to the end of this, there are certain things that you hope you can derive from something. And, and hopefully anybody who's been listening to this, they'll question, hey, wait a minute, what about these assumptions that I've had? Do you really have to have the state in order to profess your love to someone? What, the, what is that? That's right. not a right. That has nothing to do with that. That has to do with people forcing other people to do something. For, thank you for the call, man. I'll talk to you off the air very soon, my friend. Dale. Be seeing you. Be this seeing is Dale. And guard. And uh, we're signing off, right, my friend? DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.